0: With Louis Dewey, the owner of uh, Cave Springs Motel, Louis, you've got a beautiful property here in Dunsmere. How did you come to Dunsmere? What's your story about the area? What can you tell me?
1: Well, you got to go back to World War II. It had just ended. My mom had been living uh, without my father because he'd spent four years in the war. They got back together, and uh, the people that they were living with became partners. A real estate man said, "Hey, you know, here's a great idea. Uh, because my dad was one of those people that." Uh, At age 21, he had his own service station. That's what he was gonna do with his life. So the idea was to come up to Dunsmuir and buy a little motel and work it for two years, move on, get rich. And it's now 2012 and we're all still here because I guess it was a slow winter. In any case, I was born in 47. So I came here
0: because I was born here. So you know quite a bit about the area and its history, I would imagine then.
1: Yeah, I'm actually uh, an authority on orally imputed empirical
0: evidence. Um, meaning, I've heard a lot of stories, <laughs> a lot of stories. Tell me about some of these stories that you might have you want to share with us.
1: The one that always sticks in my imagination is the earliest, one of the earliest fables that I ever heard about or stories or whatever. But anyway, uh, my, my, my parents would, would talk and I would overhear uh, them talking about uh, people who had gone into a cave and never come back. And then finally, and I don't remember the guy's name, but he actually went into the cave and years later he walked out. He was crazy and white hair. I've always wondered, you know, where that cave was and I decided that, well, that's probably Pluto Cave. And I've never gone down into Pluto Cave. Based on that story, but also because there's no lights down there. It's a long (laughs) ways.
0: In this area specifically, uh, are there any caves or entrances that you know of that people have uh, hiked into or talked about where they found, where maybe phenomenal uh, evidence might have occurred?
1: There are huge numbers of caves around this area. Most of them are lava tubes. And uh, the Lava Beds National Monument is like, don't miss it. It's, uh, it's one of the real wonders of at least California, that's for sure, um, because it's honeycombed with uh, caves, tubes. Um, they've got a, an incredible uh, exploratory cave that's uh, all lit up. And it talks about all the different features of caves. Um, but there are still caves in the lava beds that people haven't found that are that are unexplored Um, between here and there if you go on the that was on the that's on the north side of the mountain as you work your way to the west side of the mountain there's more lava tubes Pluto cave is one of those lava tubes there's uh, several other caves that we used to be able to just stop on right alongside the road go down and walk into um, they have those all blocked off now people are People are more fearful today than they used to be, and they don't want to be liable and whatever. They're trying to get other people from being injured. There are a bunch of not not so ex- extravagant caves, but like Cave Springs. Cave Springs is named because we have a cave. Uh, you can walk in the Cave Springs. It's probably bigger, no bigger than like your kitchen or anybody else's kitchen. It, it's just a little cave. You can walk in and walk all around it. And, and you're done. I mean, it, it's there. But uh, one time I did have a, a very enjoyable story and a very fun experience. Uh, a woman who had uh, and and her children uh, had been staying in the area and in Mount Shasta in the cloud, And she got to Cave Springs and said, Can I stay here longer? I have not felt safe for a long, long time. Well. I don't know if that's because at one point Cave Springs was an Indian, spiritual Indian ground. Uh, The the last Indian to live in a teepee, uh, parked his teepee right here at Cave Springs and helped build the cabins. And she said that, well, one of the reasons I feel safe is because I found your cave and I could see the gargoyles that were symbolic protecting the cave, because when the world was populated with spirits and people and we could move back and forth between the realms, this was a portal into the spirit world. As the world accepted that less and less, why then the portal got tighter and tighter and closed up, she says, I can tell it hasn't been used in in many, many years. But nevertheless, she still felt safer. Uh, The other series of, of caves that are that are in this area, or people call them caves because they actually, well, they are a cave, but they're not they're not very big. They're basically tall enough you can stand up in at the beginning, and they go back in to the mountain about 60, 70, 80 feet, something like that. Um, and they are filled with gravel along the bottom. So the other set of caves that have been receiving a, a lot of attention, especially uh, just recently. Uh, is actually the, um, the source of water for, for, for Dunsmere. And the reason that it's been receiving a lot of attention is because there's a, a bottling company that just reopened. It had been already uh, um, certified as, as spring water, but for some reason they changed uh, the rules. They had to go back and give it, have it recertified, so they had to go back and research uh, the water source. And the water source for Dunsmere is actually part of a, a mile-wide aquifer, uh, and, and it's the south end of the aquifer. It's called Mossbrae Falls. Mospray Falls is made of 17 springs, and the top t- uh, four springs are capped, and the water goes into a little eight. eight, little, eight it goes into eight-inch pipes, which flow out into a 14-inch pipe, comes down, drops into a weir, and a 12-inch pipe of pure spring water it flows out of that, and that's what you drink when you turn on your taps in water. Well, the first user on that set of pipes is the bottling company. So they can bottle quote unquote spring water. It's interesting because the source of this water, you can't, you can't prove it, but everybody just knows there's nothing else that's logical and it happens all around the mountain, is from the glaciers on Mount Chasta. There are five glaciers on Mount Chasta to this day.
0: Now wasn't this area years back uh, the property of the Shasta Springs Resort, which was uh, where Shasta water was, where the rich and elite would go to that property to drink the sparkling yes. effervescent water.
1: Yeah, that was, um, and they and I think they bottled it too. And there's a yep. bottling just uh, just north of us uh, in Shasta Retreat. So when you're in your cabin, you can look down and you can see Shasta Retreat. There's two more springs, and there's soda water at the cave too naturally carbonated soda water coming up out of the ground. And this is what was happening and still is happening uh, on the old Shasta Springs. It's now the St. Germain Foundation. But uh, you can see pictures where they had a resort uh, at that the entrance to the resort was the railroad tracks. And you, you rode the train up, got off, there was a big fountain and uh, little spigots coming out. You could fill your glass, it was all free, soda water. Uh, a nice gift shop, uh, and they had geysers. They had more water coming out of this aquifer, uh, but it was coming out up much higher, and they ran it in pipes uh, down the hill, so the pressure built up, and then they just pointed these uh, nozzles straight up in the air, so when I was a kid, uh, it was still closed, but I could walk up the tracks, and you could see you were getting there, because here were these geysers, shooting water straight up in the air. It was just a real fun kind of place. And then they had a tram, uh... the tram was level of course but it went up a forty five degree angle, and that that's how you got from the train track you went up the tram and then you got to the resort and they had motels and dining rooms and stuff like that was, up at the top of the hill.
0: Well it was interesting through my research of the legend of J.C. Brown which brought me up here Lewis, to, to research this in, back in that day when they got off the train for a nickel they would ride the tram up to the Shasta Springs Resort and that's how they would get up there and then once they were up there they would partake in the. Uh, they had one swimming pool there. They, were, they had the grounds and the hotels, and this was the elite would go from all over the world for their summer vacations or their getaway, you know. And uh, so that's what intrigued me about the legend. As I started to research it, I had to come up here and actually see for myself because I was drawn to things that I had no way of knowing supposedly that existed, but yet. I could see visions of certain things and how things were, and then I started to be able to know how this legend had unfolded, which brought me up here. And now I'm back up here now with the crew to do this movie, because this area is one I've walked a mile in um, former moccasins, not in this embodiment, but in in another. And that's what drew me here to this, this area, because I know there's a lot of things here, but I wanted to, I don't have much story about past life experiences but the story of the area and why people write books that this is a mystical area, a magical area and that there are mer- many spiritual occurrences that have happened here and I'm not the only one with a story. There are many people with a story and California area of Mount and Dunsmuir is probably one of the best kept secrets uh, in the, on the North American continent I believe and I'm glad that you're sharing this with us what i was drawn to is not only the shasta springs resort from past life experience but some of the things that were explained in the legend of of jc brown that i was now retracing those steps to find but there were caves in this legend there were things that were found and i was in tune to going back almost to the scene of my time to do a second expedition